because he's done great things for you. Yeah, he's done great things for us. Come on, give God some praise in this building. Praise him. Because he has done great things for me, so I will. I will bless the Lord. I will bless the Lord. to be uh, preaching this morning for the 25th anniversary of the pastor, Tracy Benton. Give God some praise for this man of God. Amen. Amen. And we definitely want to keep his lovely wife, uh, our sister Ventus, in our prayers as well. She is under the weather, and so we're asking that you will keep them in your prayers and keep them lifted up. Amen. Amen. Please tell Sister Portia I just don't preach well when she ain't here. So, uh, so please uh, give her, send her my love. There is a word from the Lord. I don't uh, want to be before you long. In fact, I've never preached more than four hours before <laughs> in my life. Uh, go, please go to Jonah. My wife always has to tell me, I need you to behave when you go over to New Mission. I said, yeah, 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 blah, 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 you know. <laughs> the Holy Ghost is still here. Amen. The Lord's hand is still on this house. All right, amen. Jonah chapter one, uh, beginning at the 17th verse, and we'll go through to chapter 2, verse 10. Is that all right? Yeah. All right. Now the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. Then Jonah prayed to the Lord his God from the fish's belly. He said, I cried out to the Lord because of my affliction. And he answered me. Out of the belly of Sheol I cried, and you heard my voice, for you cast me into the deep, into the heart of the seas, and the floods surrounded me. All your billows and your waves passed over me. Then I said, I have been cast out of your sight, yet I will look again toward your holy temple, 
The water surrounded me, even to my soul. The deep closed around me. Weeds were wrapped around my head. I went down to the moorings of the mountains. The earth with its bars closed behind me forever. Yet you have brought up my life from the pit, O oh Lord, my God. When my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord. And my prayer went up to you into your holy temple. Those who regard worthless idols forsake their own mercy. But I will sacrifice to you with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay what I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. So the Lord spoke to the fish, and it vomited Joseph unto dry land. Can I preach for just a few moments? The gospel according to Jonah. Uh, please pray with me for a moment. Eternal God, our Father, we need a word from you. Have your way like only you can. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Anybody who knows me knows that I'm a pretty good cook. I love to cook. I do. I love cooking. I can't stand people who say they can cook but they really can't cook? Or, 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 or people that can really can cook, but they got roaches, you know? And so I have a hard time, you know, dealing with the two, and, and so, but, 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 but for me, I love to cook. I, I, I mean, listen, I can make oxtails that would make you slap somebody clear across the lips. I can make turnip and mustard greens that would make you look at me funny. I, I can make fried chicken that'll almost make you hurt yourself and be mad at me for a couple weeks just because she's so jealous. I can make baked chicken taste so good and get little, little, just a little crisp on it, you know, and just and season all in it that'll make you smile all week long, smothered if I wanted to. But there's one thing that I can't do is I cannot bake a cake. I, I mean, you know, you know, I mean, I can do the whole box thing, but I want to be like. Like, you know, like my mother-in-law, my mama, you know, when they can just throw some stuff together and it'd be good, you know what I mean? It's a real cake, it ain't just done together. And you know, because there's some people, in the, even in this church, think y'all cook pound cake, but you didn't, you didn't, and you brought your cake to church too, and it didn't go over well. I, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna be the one to tell you it wasn't well, it did not turn out well at all. Now, you don't think I'm a prophet, but I ain't. It's one in every church. It's one in every church that thinks that they could cook really good pound cake. And one of the things I discovered is about pound cakes is you have to, you have to take them out at a certain time. You, you can't just leave them in, think you're going to time it like this. No, no, you got to be able to look at it and see uh, when it's ready to come out. Have I got a witness here? You have to know when it's ready. And I thought about that when it comes to God because God does not take us out of the ovens of life until he knows that we are fully ready to come out. And there's a whole lot of people who are in some ovens of life right now. But God said, but I put the recipe together. I know what I'm doing. If you'll just trust in me and hold on to me, I know when to bring you out. But you just stand strong and fact about it. I don't even have to take you out of the oven to show you I'm God. I can step in the oven with you and turn something. Is there anybody here that can testify that our God knows what he's doing? I know through the tears, through the pain, through all the suffering, God does know what he's doing. 
such such as the story here in the book of Jonah. Jonah is well known. Many people say that Jonah was a fictitious character. Jonah is not a fictitious character. In fact, we're told that he's a prophet in the book of Kings. Uh, and we're told that he is the sign that people were looking for in the Gospels. In fact, Jesus tells us that he's a sign. Everybody talking about he's looking for a sign. The Lord said, no, you got a sign. When Jesus was in the belly of the fish for three days, and three, I wish I had a witness in here. And then got up on the third, I'm trying to help somebody. Because that's the gospel. And so we know that the prophet Jonah was real. The prophet Jonah was real. Preachers are real. Amen, somebody. Preachers are real. They're real people who go through real things. And this brother was going through some real things. And he finds himself in the belly of a fish. Now, i got to tell you the story because if I don't tell you the story, then you'll go up and down this way. I didn't really tell you the story. But you act like you know the story. But let me just tell you the story anyway. <laughs> because when you look at Jonah, uh, Jonah was told by God uh, to go over to Nineveh and to preach to them and let them know that if they don't get their stuff together in 30 days, there's a rumbling and a tumbling coming. There's some judgment coming to them because they have not given their lives to God. And so Jonah does not want to go over there. In fact, we are silent as to what he says. All we see is what he does. He goes down to the city of Joppa, gets on the boat, goes down to the lower part of the boat, and they go down to Tarshish. Can I just share with you that when you make decisions outside of the will of God, uh, you will find yourself going down. Everything will go down. You'll go down in your marriage, down on your job. You'll go down in your thinking, down. I just want, I, listen, I want a blessed life. I want to be blessed and highly favored. That means I have to do what God tells me to do when God tells me to do it. Because if not, I'm going to go through some stuff. So I'll learn that I got to do what God tells me to do the first time rather than go through some dumb stuff. Some of you all are going through some dumb stuff that you ain't got to go through. Some of you have been through some marriages that you ain't even uh, consulted with God about. And God is here. I got to take you through some stuff so you'll know you knew you weren't supposed to marry them in the first place. But what is it about Jonah that makes God take him out of the fish in the first place? What is it about Jonah that tells God that he is ready to come out? First thing is, I've discovered, is that Jonah is now in a place of prayer. Did y'all see that in the text? In chapter 1, the Lord told Jonah to do what he told him to do, and, and, and he finds himself gone without prayer. He decides to just go on down to Joppa and get on the boat. And I told you that whenever you make a decision without God, uh, you'll find yourself doing some dumb stuff. Some of the worst situations that we wound up in in life is because we did not pray. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so then God now sends a storm that causes Jonah to be thrown off of the boat. Then Jonah prays. Let me say that again. God sends a storm and causes Jonah to be thrown overboard, swallowed by a fish, and then Jonah starts praying. Okay, y'all didn't catch that? I'll, I'll say it again. 
Jonah, God sends a storm that causes Jonah to be thrown overboard and swallowed up by a fish. Then Jonah begins to pray. God knows if you won't pray voluntarily, God has a way of preparing a prayer closet for you out of a situation that will cause you to pray. I wish I had a witness here. God can put you in some situations that money can't get you out, that friends can't get you out, that family can't get you out, that your boo can't get you out. All you can do is in your life is lift up your voice and pray to God and say, pass me not, O gentle Savior. Hear my, hear my humble cry. God will force you on your knees, my brothers and sisters. Oh, he will do it. In in my house, I'm considered, Pastor Venice, a a, a food bully. They call me a food bully in the house. And I've I've owned it. Because I feel like my food is so good, I want them to taste it. Really, I I want them to taste it. And I I, I make this really good soup. I got it uh, uh, off the copycat from uh, uh, the Italian restaurant. I can't think of the name right now. But it's called Zuppa Toscata. And Olive Garden, uh-huh, you go there every Sunday, don't you? Amen, make sure. Amen. Amen. I don't know who you was that said that, but you make sure you're paying your tithe every week before you go to Olive Garden. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What was I saying? Anyway. Zuppa Toscata, but I, you know, I made my own way. I put my sausage in and, the, and potatoes. It was a base, uh, a broth base, you know, and I put the, the cream in to make the cream, and, and it's really good. Y'all put some uh, peppers in it, you know, and make sure you let it simmer, you know, you know, a couple of different kinds of sausage. I'll just put one kind of sausage, because I like sausage, so I get all in there, and it's really delicious. And when, I, and, and, and when my kids were young, you know, I used to tell, you know, y'all gonna try this right here. And they said, no, nah, no, nah, daddy, no, thank you. You know, very, honest. I got some good kids. I really do, I thank God for them. Yeah, no, nah, no, nah, daddy. I don't, I don't want to. Uh, they're grown up now. Yeah, help me pray for me. Uh, I, got, I got a daughter. I got a daughter at 16. You, you, yeah. They don't sound the same like they did back then. But, 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 but if I would tell them, I would say, you know, Drew, don't, don't go and try this. And they say, no, 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 daddy. No, 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 daddy. We, 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 don't, we don't really want none. We don't really, really want none. And, and, and by the point, I get upset. I said, no, you're going to sit here. You're going to leave this table. I tell you, try this soup. And they start eating and they love it. Now they ask me to make it all the time now. But what I'm saying is, that's what God has said. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. And I, and I got to tell you that, that I need you to learn how to grab a hold of this operation of prayer because many of you have not been doing that. And oh, what peace we often forfeit when we do not owe oh, what needless pains we bear, when we do not carry things to God in prayer. Prayer changes things, my brothers and sisters. Prayer, Abraham prayed, and God healed Abimelech and the whole household. Moses prayed, and the fire was quenched. Hannah prayed, and she conceived Samuel. Samson prayed, and his strength was renewed. Hezekiah prayed, 15 years was added to his life. Elisha prayed, Elijah prayed, and it didn't rain for three years and six months. Elisha prayed, and the Shulamite woman and son was raised 
from the dead. Job prayed and God gave him double for his trouble. Daniel prayed in the months of hungry lions were locked. Jesus prayed and Lazarus was raised from the dead. Peter prayed and darkness was raised from the dead. The church prayed and Peter was delivered from chains in the prison. Paul and Silas prayed and that earthquake in the dungeon shook and the chains fell off and the jailer's doors opened and the sinners wanted to be saved. All I'm trying to say is you have to be in a place of prayer. If you want to come out of your situation, learn how to pray. Let me tell you what I learned in this text, uh, Pastor Venice, because you all have one of the greatest pastors in the city, and so I have to make sure I do, uh, I have to do my homework, you know, when I come up here, you know what I'm saying? And so uh, when I look at the text, the text says uh, that in verse 17, the fish, it is not a whale, it's a fish. It's 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 not a whale. Quit telling people it's a whale. In fact, about it, I like to say it was a sardine. Because God can do what God wants to do when God wants to do it. If he can take some sardines and biscuits and feed 5,000, certainly he can put a big Negro in a piece of... But when we look at the word... Belly. Belly in verse 17 is an immaculate form. When you talk about the Hebrew language, Hebrew language has three different uh, 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 ways of saying it. So there's a masculine form, and there is a feminine form, and it's also a neuter form. All right, y'all with me? There's a masculine form, there's a feminine form, there's a neuter form. Well, in verse 17, it is a masculine form, but over in verse Chapter 2, verse 10, belly is in the feminine form. What the masculine has become, what's masculine now has become feminine in chapter 2, verse 10. And so what was one thing has become another thing. What was now has become something else. And prayer can change a situation from what it was over in verse 17 to what it is in chapter 2, verse 10. What are you saying, preacher? That when God has a plan for your life, God can do some things in the feminine and in the masculine or in the neutral. Whatever it needs, he needs to do to make you and get you where you need to be at. Praise God, somebody. Verse 17. The term belly is in the masculine and it always is used, uh, uh, belly is used for the digestive system or, 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 or it's meant to, that which is meant to break down or, or, or eliminate uh, what has been ingested. Am I making sense? All right, some of y'all got gas right now because you ain't really in, ingested it yet. Amen. Amen. Lay off the pig feet. Amen. Lay off the pig feet. Amen. Lay off the pig knuckles, okay? And, and, and so that's, 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 that's in verse 17, it's meant to break down. But in chapter 2, it's in the feminine verse, and it says the belly does not refer to the digestive system, uh, but that which is meant to break down, but it refers to the reproductive system, that which is meant to nurture and develop and to deliver. Preach, Harris, I already am. <laughs> Because when it's masculine, it's meant 
to break me down, but when I pray, my situation becomes a wound. that delivers me and develops me and nurtures me. Have I got a witness? So because I prayed, what should have killed me made me stronger. Yeah, yeah, what should have taken me out will give me more strength. Is there anybody here who can testify that your bad situation turned in to your good situation and it didn't digest you, it didn't tear you up, it didn't even take you out of here, but it birth possibilities, it birth your joy back, it birth your new sense of self back, it made you who you are, it developed you it is no longer a digestive system, but it's a womb that's giving birth to your blessing that's what I love that about our God but the second thing is, what, what, what makes God know that he's ready he's in a place of prayer prayer changes things but the second thing is, Jonah is persistent in his praise. Y'all see that in the text? Verse 9 says, but I will sacrifice to you with the voice of thanksgiving. I got to stop right there and put that but there because he starts off by saying, but I will. But, but, but is a conjunction. You know, conjunction, junction, what's your function? But negates everything that I said before I said it. In other words, I'm in a bad situation, but God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, 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 I've seen some things this way, uh, but God turned my head and made me do something different. I, I, I got some haters on my job, but God. Yeah. See, when God steps in, it's always a but. Extra neighbor, do you got a but? You ought to thank God for your but. Give God some praise right now for your but. It's your butt that got you out of a lot of situations. It's your butt that can change. Y'all better help me in here. But God, he said, but, he said, I was going to do this, but I will sacrifice to you with the voice of thanksgiving. Thanksgiving in verse 9 is not the third Thursday of November. But way before Thanksgiving started, this brother was said, I am going to give thanks to the Lord because he said, because of everything that he's done for me. But now listen now, verse 10, he, verse 9 he gives thanks, but verse 9 would make sense to me if it came before verse 10. But in verse 10, because in verse 10 is when the Lord brings him out. It makes sense to give thanks when you are out. That describes 95% of church folk. Anybody can give thanks when you are out of it. Anybody can give thanks and shout when all your bills are paid. Anybody can bless the name of the Lord when you got a clean bill of health. Anybody can run laps around the building when you got two cars to drive and got gas in both of them and they're both on full. But God is impressed with folk that can give him thanks when you are out of gas, when you can't find a ride.
tied to your job. When you ain't got the money like your neighbor got. When you ain't got the clothes that everybody else has. God said, can you praise me in the midst of your bad situation? And I want to ask the question, can you give God praise right now in advance of what he's going to do? Because you have history with God. You seen him back then work. You know what he did last year. You know what he did for your mama. You know what he did for your daddy. And you know what he's done for you. You ought to give God praise in advance. I ain't got the job yet, but I'm going to praise him. I ain't got the car yet, but I'm going to praise him. I ain't got the house yet, but I'm going to praise him. My credit is in the 300s, but I'm still going to praise him because I believe that when blessings go up, blessings come back down. Amen. God is never impressed, my brothers and sisters, with those of us who could just give thanks when everything is going well. God's impressed with the Jonas of the church. Those who can stick in the middle of a situation whose back is up against the wall, who can't seem to know where to go right from left. And even though I'm going through it, it's the kind of situation that, you know, the reality is when I rose this morning, I didn't raise off of my own power. I rose off of God's power. Amen. You ain't, you ain't able to raise your kids, your neighbor's kids, JoJo's kids, baby's kids off of your own power, but you're able to do it off of God's power. Have I got a witness in here? That's why I praise him. You ain't able, you ain't able to keep your life bill paid because of your own power, but it's because of God's power. God said, I want you to be impressed. I want to be impressed with those who can praise me over the power that I got. Whether I choose to use it for you today or don't choose to use it. But God said, I've used it for you every day just by the thump of your heart. I'm speaking to you. I'm talking to you. Is there anybody here that said, I'm blessed and highly favored? Even while I'm in it, God will bring me out of it. But I'm going to praise him regardless of how he does it. God is first searching for those folk who will praise him at all times. God is looking for some folk who can thank him when you're broke, thank him when you're all alone, thank him when you have sickness in your body, thank him in the middle of your divorce, thank him while your child is locked up, thank him uh, while you're missing your mama. Oh my God, I miss my mama and my daddy, but I better believe, you better believe, I will bless the Lord at all times and his praises shall continue be in my mouth. Finally, finally, finally. How does God know? I got to tell you this. Why does Jonah bless God? This blew me away right here. And that's a nice hat. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. I have often taught this story wrong. I have often read this story wrong, and I want to call my Sunday school teacher and tell her you taught me wrong too, but you don't do that. It's rude. (laughs) The fish, the Bible says that when Jonah was thrown over into the water, The text says that God prepared a fish and swallowed him up. (laughs) The fish, my brothers and sisters, was not punishment, but the fish was protection. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
The Bible says that Jonah testifies about what was happening to him in the waters. He said, I'm literally being attacked under the water. I'm drowning, literally drowning. He said, I'm at the base of the mountains. He said, all the seaweed is wrapped around my head. He is literally drowning. They, they, no, they, they, they were overboard. He was overboard. The weed is wrapped around him. And the Lord sent a fish to swallow him up so he would not die due to his disobedience. I'm trying to help somebody. What I, what I, what I did should have killed me, but because of God's grace and his mercy, God sent protection in the form of a fish to save my crazy behind from drowning. And sometimes, my brothers and sisters, what looks like punishment may actually be your protection. Thank God you got laid off from your job. That was God protecting you for your future headaches. Amen, somebody. You ought to thank God for your broken heart. Aren't you glad you didn't marry that crazy fool? Ain't you glad he was cheating on you? Ain't you glad she didn't want to be with you no more? Ain't you glad you better give God some praise? That was God protecting you. You better thank God you got sick and they had to go in and cut. They would have never known that you had that tumor. They were able to take it out and now you're still living today. You ought to thank God for the sickness. It wasn't so much for punishment, but it was for protection. This is why Jonah gives thanks to the Lord. He gives thanks to the Lord because the Lord provided an Uber uh, fish to swallow him up. Y'all better give God some praise for your Uber situation. Jonah said, I was disobedient. I was thrown overboard. I was drowning. I was swallowed by a fish, not a whale. And I woke up and I thanked God. And since I could wake up and open my eyes, that's when I started thanking God. In other words, you ought to praise God every time you open your eyes that you did not die yet, that God ain't took you out of here yet. That God said, I am going to give you your grace and your mercy. I'll let you wake up in the pub of new mercies every single morning. You ought to give God some praise in here like you never have before because you are alive today. That you did not die in the belly, but the Lord burnt you out. Can I tell you one more thing? Because it gets gooder. The text says, I just saw somebody look at their watch, y'all. I ain't playing. I ain't lying. Somebody look at their watch. Am I that long? Am I that? Am I that? Am I going that? Am I doing bad? Am I all right? Am I in the book? Okay. All right. He's, he's thrown out of the fish, but he ain't thrown out. He's vomited out. The text says he gets on over there to Nineveh. He gets over there to Nineveh. And what should have took three days only took him one day. That Negro ran. You talk about boat was fast. This brother got through. You hear me? He gets there and preaches to them, and they all surrender to God. Everybody, even the king. In fact, the king made it an edict. You know what I tell it? The way I like to see it is that he didn't even take a shower. He was still smelling like that funky, stinking fish. But he came there. Flaws in the
in awe, and he was able to give the gospel. And there are so many of you, my brothers and sisters, who feel like you are inadequate because of your past, or you feel like you got some sticky stuff on you. Well, let me encourage you today. If God can use old funky uh, Jonah, he can use you too. If God can use me, he can use you. As nasty as you were, as messed up as you were, as jacked up as you still are in some of your head, it don't matter. God says, I can still use you to share the gospel that you, I know you just don't feel like a nobody. You feel like a nobody. I get it. But be a nobody trying to tell somebody, uh, everybody about somebody who can save anybody. It don't matter who you are, how old or young, how dark or light, how tall or short, whoever you are, God can use you. The gospel according to Jonah is that you will come out. But you're going to come out, it's got to be with some prayer. It's got to be with some praise. And it's got to be with some sticky stuff. Because God uses us. It's like he has all these beautiful, you can stand up, the doors of the church are open. Right? I don't have a holler, I got jet lag, I'm sorry. It's like all these beautiful tools. And God uses that one rusty tool to do his work. I'm that rusty tool. Pastor Venice, you're that rusty tool. Deacons, you're that rusty tool. Associate ministers, you're that rusty tool. Ushers, you're that rusty tool. People in the sound booth, that rusty tool. Choir, that flawed rusty tool. Band, that's that rusty tool. God still uses us. Thank you, God. Yes. And our job is to be obedient. Yes, God. Yes. Amen. The first time. The first time. Even when it gets hard, because guess what? Jesus was obedient the first time. Jesus went to Calvary, got whipped and beat, spit on, nailed in his hands and his feet, crowned the thorns on his head, died. One Friday, early Sunday morning, he got up with all power in his hands. Yes, Lord. That same power, that same power is in us. The doors of the church are open. That If you are here and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, this is the day for you to stop playing with God. The book of Jonah has not so much to do with uh, the message that he was sending. It had to do with Jonah himself or the worker of God. Some of you all have been still running towards the other way. You want to know how I know that? Because you ain't doing nothing in this church at all. And you think because you sit in your little ties, that's going to do it. You're too busy looking at every other leader in the church. You're running. You keep using the excuse that you're old. <laughs> running. You was at the casino. <laughs> Somebody said, you be yanking that thing, then you be working it too. <laughs> Some of y'all real cool when y'all got to do it, and you got to snap at the end of it. <laughs> and to lean with it. <laughs> I'm just saying. Some of y'all say you can't do something for your arthritis. 
but you can roll up a tree real good. And we're making excuses why we can't, why we can't work for the Lord. There's so much work that needs to be done. You blame COVID. Run it. There's work to be done. Well, I don't know what to do. God can still use you. Well, you know, I, was in, I had an IEP when I was in school. Good. Then make a ministry for students who have IEPs. Yes. Because they need to know that they're not IEP students, that they are students with IEPs. So if you're here today and you want to give your life to the Lord, please come. My brother, will you come? My sister, will you come? No matter how old or young you are, don't let your pride keep getting in the way because some of you have been wrestling and tussling the last several weeks about rededicating your life. You just won't, don't want to do it because you're afraid of what they're going to say sitting next to you. But that could actually be the best testimony for your whole house. And so if you are here today and you want to rededicate your life because you don't want to be like Jonah, will you come? Will you come? If you're looking to join a church, this is a powerful church. But very sweet people here. I don't think you guys realize it, but this is a revival church. Yeah. When preachers come here to preach, it's not so much for y'all. It's for them. Amen. I ain't the only one preacher that said that. And when we come here, you all love on us so much. Because sometimes in our church, it ain't that loving. And if there's any of you that's not showing that kind of love, ask God to break that foul of yes, ground to work yes, on your heart. Yes, yes, yes. Because that's a major ministry. Yes. Amen. If you can't cook, get off the cooking ministry. <laughs> Quit perping. Quit perpetrating. You can't cook. The macaroni noodles are never fully cooked. <laughs> The grits never are that creamy at all. Just get somewhere and sit down into another ministry. <laughs> if you can't preach, uh -uh. Uh -uh. and I'm through with it. <laughs> There's work to be done, my brothers and sisters. And I want to encourage you, don't be like Jonah and Rum, but do the work that God has called you to do. Happy anniversary, my brother. I love you. Listen. Listen. We met in, we, we, we met in Africa, and, uh, and uh, we were laughing ever since. You know, your pastor is a, a, a nut. I ain't the one. He, he the goofy one. I'm the I don't, you know, I've been trying to be conservative and, you know, erudite and, you know, sophisticated. Not really, but I was the one. But, <laughs> but I praise God for your pastor because, you listen, he's my dear friend, my brother. And you don't know how many pastors' lives he touches all over uh -huh. the world, not just uh -huh. in this city. Amen. <laughs> so continue to get behind your pastor, continue to love your pastor, and Amen. continue to love his wife. Amen. Amen. And some of you... And some of you, I'm looking up now, and some of you women who think you can do better than his wife can, have several seats. <laughs> he don't want you. 
He ain't looking at you. I don't care how many cobblers you bring into his office. <laughs> I don't care how many fried chicken dinners you bring. And you talk about you dropping something. Oops, let me pick that. Get somewhere else and sit down. <laughs> God bless you, family. The gospel according to Jonah. Amen. 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 